Welcome to the Business Collective Podcast with Terry Fletcher. Weekly conversations and insights on how to go from employee to consultant in any business field where your years of expertise can be showcased. Take your career to the next level, entrepreneurship. Now here's your host, nationally recognized healthcare consultant, speaker, and author, Terry Fletcher. Welcome to the Business Collective Podcast. I'm happy everyone could join us today. And if you are, it means that you are ready to become an entrepreneur, or at least you're looking to see if you are. So before we get started, I really wanted to talk to you about some things you should know before becoming an entrepreneur. And I want you to turn your dream into a reality. But how do you get there? Well, there's certain things you should know. And I am somebody who loves making lists. If you know me at all, and you ask my friends, you ask any of my colleagues, they're like, Terry is a list maker. Because one of the things I love to do is cross things off a list. So when I can make a list, I feel very accomplished when I can cross something off a list. So it's just something to uh, keep in mind as you are on this journey to figure out if this is for you. So from the outside entrepreneurship, it really seems fun and easy and oh my gosh, I have my own business. But let's take a look at some of the realities of what entrepreneurship is, because the majority of those who have taken the path share much of a different story. What many people don't know is actually 90% of startups tend to fail. Success does not happen necessarily in a year. Sometimes it doesn't even happen in 10 years, if at all. But the fact that you're willing to put yourself out there to decide if this is the leap you're ready to take, then it is awesome that you have that passion about something that you know about a service or a product or something that you feel that you can build a business around. And if you're resolved, and that's why you're listening to the podcast, to take that leap there, I'm going to give you some five tips. Like I said, I like to make lists that I've learned along the way that will help you turn a new business, hopefully from an idea into a reality. So my background is healthcare. And right now with some of the things that are happening in the world, in the country, uh, with different things that we've had with an outbreak and things like that, Healthcare is kind of the place it is to be as far as being able to expand some things. But the reason I mention that is because I always stick to my core when talking about becoming an entrepreneur and expanding my business. I always want to make sure that I have that when I talk about that core, that insight, and then I can expand those branches from something that I could do in my sleep. And that's a really big deal. I know some people say, oh, I want to open a sports bar, or I want to open a uh, specialty boutique shop for antiques, or I want to start teaching people how to play piano. Well, if you don't know how to play piano, or you, you don't have the first clue about what an antique is versus what is just an old beat up piece of furniture versus you don't know how to run a restaurant and what goes into that, you aren't going to be successful. So what you have to really think about is finding your niche. It's crucial for any new entrepreneur. Knowing that there is a gap in the market that your company can fill is exactly how your brand, and you're going to think about that, will be able to stand out. So ask yourself, what is it about your business that will set you apart from everyone else and come up with ways on how you can utilize that into a business model? Just start putting down pros and cons. What do you have in your niche? Now it's time to test it. So focus groups, surveys, and pilot projects, those are all great ways to see if your idea maybe resonates with a target audience. 
I also recommend trying your business as a side hustle before you take the full leap. For example, if you want to open a gym, start by being a personal trainer and then grow your client list and income. It can help to mitigate the financial risk while also building a name for your brand. I actually did that. And also, you know, having a partner or a husband or a wife that can help you making sure that they've got your insurance coverage or they have um, a little bit of a financial support in the background just in case you have lean years or your startup is tough, but you need to have an income coming in. One recommendation I'm going to make, which to me is almost a mandatory thing, you have to have at least six months of monthly expense salary, plus a little cushion, I would say go up to 500 above that, that you have put away that you can use in case it doesn't work. And I'm not being morbid about this. I'm not being, you know, Debbie Downer. I'm just saying that you have to make sure that you've got a backup plan. I see too many people that are going into entrepreneurship and they basically quit their day job and then all of a sudden they said, I'm just going to start up and I'm going to be golden. It doesn't work that way. When I started up, I was not only in nursing, but I was also a billing manager for a large surgical group and billing and coding manager. And so I had not only my full-time job, I also had a very young child. And I was, as I was building my business, I had to work nights sometimes, I had to work weekends, I had to do something to get my name out there. And the only way to do that is to continue to work full time, but also making sure that you are taking steps to have financial backup plan just in case. And so whether it be a spouse or a partner or yourself that have put some money aside, that's what you're going to need again to mitigate that financial risk while you're building your brand. Next, you want to find a purpose. So what's the driving force behind your brand? Why would a consumer want to click on your website over somebody else's? Figure out what your company's mission statement is. That's critical. It not only gives you credibility, but it also allows the person that's searching you out to understand where you could possibly fit in services or tangible items or a business that they need to contact. So for example, when I was creating my business and it's a consulting firm for healthcare, my mission statement says, taking the business of medicine to the next level, committed to the continuing education of physicians and their staff in the coding and reimbursement process in order to maintain healthy practices. So my original consulting information and a mission statement was about education. It was about making sure that physicians and staff understood how important it was to educate themselves on coding and billing and reimbursement and compliance and regulation. And I could keep going, but it was just taking their business to the next level, not being complacent about it, making sure that you're current, making sure that everything's updated. And then as we move forward in some of these podcasts, I'll give you some insight and in how you branch out from that mission statement. But it has to be powerful enough or at least understood enough to give people an understanding as to why they should care about you and your company as a whole. So are you giving back to the community? Are you creating an inclusive culture that allows working parents flexible schedules? Having a reason for your company to be up and running is just as crucial as to why it's running in the first place. Number three, ensure that you have a financial plan and backup plan. So I mentioned it before as far as building your business, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if you're not going to make money for a while, it's something that you need to consider. So typically you're looking at for at least a year 
for those who have mortgages and families and other important financial commitments, or I should say urgent ones, entrepreneurship can be even a greater risk and it also can be scary. But to mitigate that financial burden, again, make sure you've got a savings account to keep you afloat. I would say six months and then increase that by $500 a month. Additionally, having a backup plan for yourself is just as important. So try to get some part-time work or contract work so that you can have some kind of income coming in. And it also helps your resume. So making sure that you're putting that on there, what you're doing for any kind of income at all, because that means that's somebody that has contracted with you as well. Number four is set realistic goals. So what is your six month, one year or 20 year plan? If you want to grow and scale your company, you have to think short term and long term. So now make a critical path on how you're going to achieve these pillars. Setting goals for yourself as an entrepreneur is a great way to keep track of your own personal milestones, as well as keep you motivated as they continue to grow. One thing that I know that I don't know if men do this, but I know a lot of women do this. They do vision boards and they basically take cut out photos and uh, little messages and things. And they have it on actually a board, kind of a cardboard cutout where they can see what's in front of them. I know some, I've heard of some, you know, young women doing this just to vision what's going to happen when they finally get married one day. But I started seeing a lot of business women doing this and being able to see what's in front of them as far as just, it's, it's a vision board. What can I see? Where do I want to be? And that can be very helpful to you in your personal milestones, in your goals, if that's something that you want to see um, yourself kind of, if you could picture yourself in that area, you know, do something that you have a board that says six months, one year, five years, that's always a good place to start. Uh, you could do six months, one year, two years, if you want to do it in smaller increments, but you have to have a plan. There has to be a plan somewhere. And at what point are you going to say, okay, I don't want to say it's not working, but I need to maybe change direction to make it work or to breathe new life into the business. And then number five, and this is a big one, believe in yourself. Having a strong support system around you is definitely an asset, but having your own inner motivational drive, that's really what's going to push you to continue achieving success. No matter how many pitfalls you may encounter, and trust me, your first couple of months or years definitely won't be easy. But believing in yourself and knowing that your company has the potential for bigger and better things is what will continuously launch your business to new heights time and time again. Just make sure that you have that gumption, you have that inner want to take it to the next level. If you don't have that and you expect it to come to you, you're probably not ready for entrepreneurship. And I wanted to put that out there as well. This is for people who are trying to decide if they're ready. So the podcasts are going to be those insights to let you kind of test your waters, test your mindset, determine if you are ready. Some of you aren't, some of you are more than ready, some of you have been ready. And so you'll know as we go through some of the discussions and I talk to you about what you can do to continue to build that business and become that entrepreneur and have that success like I've had and continue to have. And what's really nice about entrepreneurship, and I've dealt with this, I've been in business for myself over 30 years, 31 to be exact. And what I really like seeing is when you get that second act, you know, those first years are a little bit lean, and then all of a sudden you build momentum, 
and your business will go in fluctuations. It almost will look like the stock market. You'll have those waves where you will be like, I can't handle all of this business. And then you'll have other days where you'll be like, okay, when, where's my next dollar coming from? And hopefully you'll have more consistency than that. But there's also a lot of things out there and a lot of uh, differences now from when I started my business now with social media and everything is digital or a lot is. And we've even seen now with some of the crisis that we've had with uh, some of the, the pandemic that we've dealt with in the country and in the world, everybody's moving into doing things online and, you know, kind of not doing things in person, which I wasn't even going to bring that up on the podcast. But I think it's important because what you were thinking was might be your brick and mortar business may have to change. And so I am going to focus more on the service business service industry, since I am a consultant, even though I do sell certain products, they are digital products, such as ebooks and publications, and things like that. But mostly what is uh, for me and what I want to kind of bring to you is selling yourself selling your skill selling your niche, selling your expertise, what do you have to offer somebody that you know that you're confident that you have that you know something that somebody else doesn't or you can teach it better or you can um, bring their you know, uh, business to fruition better because of what you know or how you can show them what to do. And that's where we're going to talk about pretty much a service oriented type business. And then at some point we'll get into more, um, I don't want to say retail, but you'll hear me use lingo like merch, which is merchandise. So you're going to have opportunities to see how to get, maybe you're going to sell t-shirts or sweatshirts or something like that. And Amazon is a great place to do that, but they take a huge chunk of your money. Um, if you want to look at uh, selling them on your own, if you want to do it just through your website, but I'm going to focus on services and then we're going to get into um, looking at actual tangible items, because that's when it gets a little bit interesting, mainly because a lot of things can be dated, you're dealing with copyright issues. And so there's a lot more that goes into that. But when you have a service based business, and you can sell yourself your personality, your skill set, then you've got a tangible item that nobody else has. Can you imagine having a share of a marketplace? in an industry that you know better than anybody, or you know, a good amount that you feel like you can contribute and actually have monetary value. That is what the business collective podcast is going to do. It's going to show you how to go from employee where you're doing all this work for somebody else to entrepreneur where now you're getting paid for your business, your livelihood, and hopefully leaving a legacy or something for your kids in the future. So we're going to continue the discussion. I appreciate everyone tuning in this week. And thank you for listening to the Business Collective Podcast. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Business Collective Podcast. Drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out our website and blog at www.business-collective.com.